Okay, let's do this. Okay, action. Welcome back to another episode of Rip Thrill Podcast. This is your boy, Mitchell Robinson. I'm a Brisbane Lions player. Went on 592 games in the AFL. I call myself a veteran now. Uh, went on a five on my back. It's a little bit inside about me. I've been away for a long time, so I thought I'd give you an update. We have our, our main man, our co-host, Shawnee T. Welcome, Shawnee T. Mitchie, how you doing, man? I feel like, oh, thanks for that intro, man. I, I, it's been a while since we've seen you, so I forgot who you were. Co-founder of Exclusive Insight with your Gary Ablett Jr., your boy, your best friend. Um, he's doing a lot of good things down there, down the highway in the Gold Coast. Um, if you want to check it out, go to his link. I'll put it right here. Um, they had a lot of things on the men this year, but obviously COVID has put a little bit of backburner on that with um, vacation and active vacation, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, Hopefully we'll see it next year. If not, look it up. But uh, how you been, Shorty T? It's been, a, what's it been, like four or four weeks probably? Yeah, it's been different, man. It's been a while. It's been a minute. You know, we uh, last time we did this, we had Tim Kelly on the show and yeah. it was, uh, you know, it was so good to have him sort of come in and, and talk about ISO. But we're getting we're getting out of that now. You guys have been training for three weeks now and, uh, you know, games are coming back. You must be looking forward to it as well. I'll give you a rundown, man. So we had... 12-week preseason, played one game, eight weeks off with a pretty much another off-season preseason in there. Then another three-week preseason. I'm as probably fit as you can possibly get in terms of running laps. Yeah, yeah. I what what was week one like though? What was week one like? Yeah, week one, one like? wasn't too bad. Week one was like a bit of a like introduction, so making sure your soft tissues and stuff aren't going to be tearing left, right and centre. So... We did a couple surprisingly big sessions, but we got ease into it. Week two was more like um, reintroduction to tackling, contact, all that kind of stuff. Still in um, two times a week in, in big groups, and the other day was like the eight-man eight group. So um, week three was games. So we've been doing a game match simulation, all that kind of stuff. So getting uh, the structures and everything down pat. But I tell you what, I love this schedule we've got at the moment. We are in and out of the club. We, like literally go in, get our stuff done, and then we're out of there like, We've been doing a lot yeah. of stuff on Zoom. I love the way it's set out. Um, the clubs handle this so well. Um, everyone's fresh, ready to go. There's only one bloke in rehab. Um, so we've got a pretty big list to choose from. And the best thing is that our reserves will play um, free as reserves on Saturday morning. So it's a lot of uh, mental mental toughness going on there. But the boys would probably rather play that than not play at all. So it's been, it's been really mm. good. Like the three-week break, like I've... I've just soldiered through it. Um, some days get pretty um, mentally strenuous, I guess you could say, like because we're training so much um, for so little. Um, but yeah. it's back. We are back. Round two. Yeah. The game's, there's a game on tomorrow night. This is being recorded on a Wednesday. Yeah. We have football tomorrow night. And I don't know if there's crowds or no crowds. The media keeps saying that it's yes, and then the government says no. So... I don't know what's going on. I know that we're not playing um, in front of anyone, so uh, that's mm. that's the latest with the Brisbane Lions. But God damn, man, hallelujah! Which which is strange because obviously Caroline Wilson came out on Monday. <laughs> she was very emphatic with her report on Footy Classified that crowds would be back in Queensland as early yeah. as this week. Uh, dropped a bit of a bombshell. I think the Queensland teams didn't really know either, so uh, they were quickly scrambling around to find out whether that was the case. But uh, as it stands right now, so no crowds at the Gabba this weekend. A journalist getting something wrong? Oh, pff, never seen that before. But it is, uh, yeah, it's true. There's no, I don't think we're playing in front of anyone this weekend. We're doing cardboard cutouts, apparently. I saw Big mm. Daniel Rich's mug on there somewhere. So um, I'm looking forward. I think, you can, I think you can pay to have your face in the crowd. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, don't quote me. But 
yeah, we're, look, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. Today's our day off. Um, we're back into in-season um, scheduling. So we can do this podcast. We've got a set time. We are laughing. Um, that's about it, man. How's your, how's your ISO been? Run me through what you've been up to. Yeah, so it's been it's been challenging, man. Because I have of been course, I have been man. I have been blocking everything, haven't I? And I do no, you've been you've been screening my calls, you've been screening me on Messenger, <laughs> you've been leaving me on scene. I didn't know what was going on. You know, we were trying to we, we, we were planning on obviously coming back in person, and we're yeah, yeah. we're we're looking forward to the day where we can obviously both be in the same room. But at the moment, we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, uh, stage no, one. We're, we're still we're still stage one. So obviously, like mm. we can't have any visitors come over. Um, Emma, Emma, my partner, and my um. Yeah, my other housemate, they can't do much. They've got to live by our guidelines. So no one can come yeah. over. We can't go anywhere. It's literally training and back home. That's how it works. We can't sit in cafes. We can't go golf or surfing or what. Even I don't do those too, but mm. it's worked out for me. I'm literally just come home and play video games and uh, do that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm living the dream. But yeah, run me through yeah. what you're doing, man. You've, you've been busy. Yeah, no, we've been busy, man. We've been busy trying to plan out, you know, obviously we came into this year, you touched on Active AK, which is obviously our fitness retreats. Uh, that's uh, obviously this is just the one year you don't want to be in travel. So that's uh, obviously been <laughs> something that we're working through, but we're still, Gary, uh, Gary's actually hosting his own retreat still. Uh, that's the plan uh, yeah. in November. So we're, uh, we'll obviously have some details on that, but we're, we're looking forward to bringing that back and then obviously running back with a few uh, with a few vacays with, with athletes that we're working through. We we're obviously talking, you know, about getting you mm-hmm. to do your own active vacay. Mm-hmm. So that should be, that should be good at some stage, but now look, it's been, it's been interesting, you know, Gary, myself and, and jazz and uh, our other business partner who's involved in exclusive insight. We've got a couple of projects that we're working on at the minute. So in a couple of weeks time, I'm actually looking forward to dropping what, uh, what they are because we've got some exciting news happening at the minute. So I was hoping to have well. everything ready before our, so we could launch everything on this show but yeah. uh, no it's been good it's been fun but I think like everyone mate we're just we're, we're looking forward to having footy back because you know we were planning for obviously through exclusive insight for the Tokyo Olympics to go ahead for yeah, yeah, AFL yeah. seasons and I think at the moment we'll take whatever we get I, I did see that the NBA season is coming back July 31 I saw that. I but have they given so, the option for teams to come back like some teams can say no right uh, well, they're running back 22 teams. So they're not bringing everyone back. They're bringing back a, a select group of teams to try and, I suppose, make some kind of a, a, a back end of their regular season before playoffs yeah. happen. But I saw uh, Steph Curry come and say, if, like, if not everyone's doing it, then he's not going to play. Or it was one of those players like, nah, I'm not, what's the point of coming back? I saw that. So yeah, like well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it, strange, it is, it is, Joe. It's a strange – I mean, it's just – it's been a strange year, you know, man. It's yeah, just been yeah. a strange year. But I think, uh, like everyone, mate, we're, we're glad footy's back. And there's actually a bit to talk about. Spot games, obviously, not uh, happening just as of yet. We actually do have a fair bit to, to run through, which is good. We do, we do. But um, now, recent events have been happening in the Robinson world. Uh, the big, the freeze MND, we uh, did the, the the slide. I guess you can call it size, more of an ice bath. But um, if you don't know, the, the players took over this year for the, the fight MND um, charity event. Usually it's the coaches and celebrities that go down into the, the icy cold wars of the MCG, but we did it from uh, our local footy club. So um, if you haven't seen it, I went as Joe Exotic uh, and got dunked by Carol Baskin. So that was yeah, a lot of fun. The Lion got, King became the, the Tiger King. King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that was a lot of fun. Um, I was very grateful that I got chosen by the, the Brisbane Lions faithful. Um, there was Adam Mee, Zorko, Charlie Cameron, Lockie Neal. So I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that I got chosen to go into it because I don't know, do they love me or hate me? I don't know. I guess they love yeah, me. So yeah. I'll, just, I'll take it. I'll yes. take it with that grain of salt. But um, no, it was good fun. Um, we, I think we got voted the best costume. So that's always that was always a positive, and we raised a ton of money. So Fags uh, told us in the meeting yesterday 
Um, I think it's they raised the most money they've ever done uh, this year in the time they've been around. So, um, yeah, wow. I think shout out to Bunnings and other other companies that got involved too with sausage sizzles and all that kind of stuff. But it was very rewarding. Yeah, abs- um, very happy absolutely, and, and well done, mate. Like, I mean, the fact that you and all the players around the league, you know, in such a really difficult time, we were able to come yeah. together and pull this off. I mean, it wasn't easy, you know. What I mean, there, there's no MCG event this year, as there has been in previous years, where you went down the big slide, but you all made a tremendous amount of effort, which I think everyone was, yeah, you know, was really cool. stoked by. And you know, you guys did such an amazing job. And and you know, the big freeze is only going to continue to get bigger and bigger, bigger. And I think everyone can't wait to see that return next year because obviously a year away from not being able to do it it's only going to come back bigger and better next year yeah it was pretty cool it's just something to be um proud that i've been able to get involved with because it's you know it's pretty prestigious and uh it's a massive massive charity and it's for a good cause obviously the her family have been dealing with this for a while now and he's he's doing such good stuff and they also um if we can do anything for them and a lot of a lot of beanies sold out so um that was pretty cool yeah Absolutely. When did you find out that you were going down? Uh, <laughs> they, they, they ran a poll on the internet about two weeks ago. So we actually pre-recorded it. So I've been holding, biting my tongue for about a week now. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool. Like I, I, I thought that it was going to be pretty funny after we did it um, and it came out on top. But yeah, I've known for a little bit now, but yeah, it was, it was good fun. And I hopefully have another crack at it another year to come. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic effort. And again, I, I think, um, I think what, what MND has been able to do over recent years and particularly with its integration to the AFL and obviously Neil Danaher, it just speaks volumes. And again, it was just so good to see all the players get involved. It was something different. Some funny this year, ones. There's on. funny ones in there. Yeah. Toby Green comes as a karate kid because obviously he's done that the studs up rule nearly, um, focused on him in, but, um, I think Tommy Rockcliffe went as Kochi. That was pretty funny. So I don't know. It was it was all of a. There was a few um, outfits in there. I was getting getting around. I think um, one of my favourites was uh, Bradley, uh, Bradley. Not Bradley. Yeah, Bradley Hills uh, went as Dennis Rodman. That was pretty funny. I liked mm. this one. But um, no, yeah, it was, I, I it was reckon- a good variety. I reckon there's a few players that will uh, be spoken to. I think David Kosh might have a word with Tommy Rockcliffe <laughs> about uh, what that looks like. And Jeff Kennett, I, I don't know how happy he would be with Isaac yeah, Smith, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so the creative ideas. Oh, I love the karate kid um, yeah. With, yeah. with Toby. I thought that was brilliant. Bit of tongue-in-cheek moment, but yeah. So what have we got on today, mate? Run us through what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a few things. I mean, we'll try and obviously just come through as, as best we can because there is so much to talk about and, yeah. and we're going to try and sort of do our best to sort of navigate through. But um, look, I, I, I was really fascinated i suppose you know the last couple of weeks we've seen and, and we haven't been obviously doing this so you know we, we, we're going to to touch on this you know when when we had our first opportunity to but obviously so much has been happening around the the whole um you know world with the black lives uh matters movement and um you know we've seen that obviously come closer to home i know that uh, emma actually on the weekend was was yep. obviously showing her support alongside your family and friends and um obviously it's a it's a it's a topic that's very close to both of us. Mm, mm. Um, but we obviously saw it, you know, obviously peak its way through to, to the AFL and a number of players stood up, which has been fantastic. I mean, we've seen players from Nick Natanui to Chad Wingard to so many different players, yeah. regardless of different, you know, gender, color and race to, to come out in, in solidarity against the, uh, you know, for the movement. And um, Chad Wingard, you know, actually came out and, and, yeah. and put out a tweet and, and that kind of polarized a few people, but his tweet, if I, if I can read it um, just here was, and again, this was, this is just, you know, to, to, to quote Chad was, I don't trust our media anymore until things change. I won't be doing any interviews. I'm not contracted to do. I'll be sharing my own thoughts and content. Um, now that that tweet, I, I, when I first read it, I, I commended him for it yeah. and absolutely respected, you know, his position. But um, it did polarize a few people, and I was really keen to get your thoughts because I know that you followed this closely as well. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a shit show to be honest um, with with the media in the, the the break that we had. Like, keeping in mind they have to still report. Like a lot of um, media personnel's jobs were let go because you know they couldn't um, afford to have them on. There wasn't many stories going around. They weren't reporting on footy, writing articles, all that kind of stuff. So, for the ones that were still there, they had to kind of get their, I guess, their weekly articles out. They had to keep talking about stuff. And there's a few players that come out and said, look. The media is just talking about really, really anything. Like I know, I I respect Fox Footy, but some of the things they were coming up about, like um, Jordan Ngoi's car, he got fined, had to go to court. Like it wasn't anything about football, really, because keeping in mind they couldn't really talk too much about football. So when I when I saw even Charlie Cameron come out and say like you know media's going after media, like it was just just mayhem. I I, I could say in in that little time we had off, and then obviously for Chad Wingard to come out and say that was obviously around something else. You know, with the with the the Black Lives Matter movement and being able to trust the media, because I think it was a Channel Nine reporter that was over in America talking about, um, you know, we we appreciate you guys talking to us about this because none of this stuff happens back home in Australia, which obviously it does. It just doesn't get talked about, or if it does, it lasts for about two days and then gets slipped under the rug. So, I, I love what Chad Chad Wingo came out and said. You know, I'm just gonna say no to media and do my own thing. On the other on the other side, I would probably want him to do more, if that makes sense. Like, his social media's yeah, been course. great. His social media's been really good, um, keeping everyone up to date, like, with positive um, and also, you know, what's happening in Australia. It's not just just not just America and um, what's happening over there. So he's been really good. But I would love him to come out and talk more about um, what's been going on because a lot of people, they aren't blinded by it, but they don't really understand what happens in our own shores. Um, you know, with deaths in custody, there's been 462 deaths since the early 90s which is a ridiculous amount and you know you're from Darwin so you would understand a lot of this stuff it's it's not the, the best up there in terms of um, incarceration rates and the percentage of indigenous um, Australians in jail compared to you know the wider, wider Australians so for him to come out and talk about that is a massive thing for him and a lot of players backed him up and you see um, even the white Anglo-Saxon players like myself I'd come out and you know have my opinion as well because you know I've kind of Last 12 years, I've been with Emma, who's, you know, a proud Indigenous woman from um, Kananara and Yamaji tribe. She's, you know, taught me a lot of stuff about it. And I probably wouldn't know this because it's all education thing. Growing up, I'm from, you know, Hobart, Tasmania, where we didn't learn anything about this in school. Mm. And the first Indigenous bloke I met was Eddie Betts, and I, I lived with him for the first, you know, couple of years. And that's when I kind of understood their culture and had a massive um, effect on my life and, I've, you know, a newfound appreciation for what they've been through um, and their culture's been through since... You know the early days of Australia in the ni- early 1900s has it's been full on. So um, I reckon it's been, you know, there's obviously been a massive deal over in America, but it's, it's shed some light on Australia too. And I've been, um, you know, com- commemorating all these boys that have been coming out and speaking up for their culture and, and what's been happening because, you know, a lot of Australians are blind to the fact of what's, what's actually happening here. So for Chad Wingard, it's, it's, it's awesome that he come out and the other players that have come out and, you know, stood up for their rights and stuff. Um, but I'd love to see him talk more on the matter in terms of like if he's going to not do media, fine. Like use his socials, which he's doing great. But if he does, does you know, lift that ban, I want to see him um, open up and let other people know what's actually happening. So um, I know I've seen a lot of yeah. mixed reports about him not talking to the media. I think it'd be great if if for one player to do it, um, probably it's not going to have a massive effect on, you know, um, what he's trying to stand up for. If... You know, all the players in AFL said, no, nah, we're not doing it because we don't trust the media. Um, I think that'd have a bigger effect. But 
um, you know, he's he's just doing what he thinks is best for um, you know his beliefs and stuff. So you know, hats off to him. He's he's been awesome. Yeah, I think I think the 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 statement itself. I mean, for me, I, I kind of read it and went, okay, well, it, it's not that he's not doing any media anymore because he did say. I'm just not doing any interviews I'm not contracted to do. So he's yeah. certainly not saying that it's, it's a complete ban. And, you know, he, he did went on to say that he is going to continue to share his own thoughts and content via his own social media. Which he channel, has been which, doing. And it's, it's been yeah. great to see, because I, I obviously follow him and I know him pretty well. Um, you know, in a football term, I play against him a lot and, you know, I've spoken to him off field and stuff. So I understand where, where he's at and what, what he's trying to do for the, you know, the great and good um, of the culture and the game. Um, so, you know, it's great. It's great by him. I just think that if if we could probably open the eyes of a lot more people uh, in the public, that'd be great if he could come out and talk about that. Which which a lot of people are. So it's not like it's he's the only one. But um, you know, he's. Oh, he's I agree. Yeah, the I, more, you know the what more mean? conversations like, we can have, exactly. the, the better. The more education that we can sort of create, that the better. The more dialogue. Um, look, the the one thing I, I have really enjoyed out of this whole process is you know a lot of people are just being really open and and yeah. um, I suppose more more welcoming. You know, the, I'm not a big NFL. Um, fan, I, I don't follow it as much, but a lot of people have started to change their tone around just the Colin Kavanagh situation, the kneeling of the um, national anthem. People are starting to change their views, and, and again, I, I don't have an opinion only because I don't I don't know enough about um, the sport. I've obviously followed the the Colin story for a number of years, but um, look, the, the one thing that's come out of all this is everyone's having really great conversations, and I think mm. inclusion is obviously a massive thing that the AFL has been preaching for a number of years. Th- throughout all of this, I still can't. I mean, I often just, I find myself continually thinking back to, to Adam Goods um, and obviously, 100%. you know, what went through. And, and look, do, have you found that as well? Because I've just spoken about stop. it before on a, on a pod. We've actually kind of dedicated a whole podcast to it. In, in saying this, like there's always one moment in time where you're like, that's changed. Like it's, it's hard to say like a silver lining, but everyone's learned from that. If anything with Adam Goods, like he got left out on his own a lot by the AFL, the players themselves, um, the public, obviously that. But if that happened, if that had happened today, it would be shut down straight away. I'm no doubt in my mind that the the clubs would say, "Look, no supporters are coming to games." Like that's the, that's how strongly they'll take it if, if everyone was booing Adam Goods now. Like that's how we've come so far in terms of that regards. Understanding that, um, and and to be honest, I was I probably you know blind to the fact that what was actually happening too um, at the time because I wasn't you know all over um, the, the Sydney Swans and Adam Goods saga what was happening there. But as as a player now, I would. 100% stand up and say, look, stop that shit. Like, it's not happening. It's not going to continue to happen. Um, so I think as a player and myself, our learning and understanding of what is right and wrong is starting to come a long way. Um, even we can touch on, like, Heritier Lumumba. Um, you know, he was yeah. kind of dismissed of what he was saying that had been called um, a chimp at the, in, the, in his Collingwood days from 2003 to 2012, yeah. I think, or 13 it was. Um, yep. So he caught out Eddie, Eddie Maguire, who, you know, is the president of the club. And um, internally they were talked about, you know, telling him to kind of keep it quiet. And he, he, he suffered a lot of mental stress from that. I don't know if how true or untrue this is, but I, if, it, if he come out and voice it today, I think that a lot of uh, the players and the public would, you know, kind of back him. So I think we've come a long way in terms of that. So I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think the Adam Goods thing would definitely not happen today if, if, uh, mm. if that arose. Yeah, so I just I, I've, I've often you know the the conversations that's been happening around the game that I've had with players, I just I can't I can't keep thinking about um, you know just just the Adam Good situation and, and obviously yeah. how we've learned so much. And still, an, how, it still annoys me to this day after seeing the documentary. I just can't believe that it was that deep and it was actually happening like that. 
Like I was, yeah. as I said, Wasn't I was kind of blind. I, was, I know, was I was kind of blinded to him. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I was a massive Swanee supporter, and like yeah. when it was happening, I just, you just, the media. That's what I think. Chavringa's leading towards because the media were portraying it to be something else, which it wasn't. Um, as you know, he was diving for free kicks. He was sliding in with his feet. It was you know nothing to do with the color of his skin. Where obviously it was. Um, and I just wish that we could go, go back and just stand up for him because he definitely needed it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. No, look, and it, it's it's something that I think continually we're, we're going to continue to evolve. We continue mm. to have conversations, which, you know, I, I think, you know, of all the, the, the stuff that's happened, there, there is some good that can still come from a lot of this. So, yeah. um, look, it'll be interesting to sort of see how it comes forward. And, and you guys made a really passionate stand. I, I saw that the, the footy club um, uh, give us some insight into how this happened because yep. there was some vision that came through earlier in the week that as a football club, you guys actually wanted to, to stand together and, and to communicate what your message was as well. The club's been great in terms of that. Like our, our head of welfare, um, Andrew Crowley, has been huge in making sure that our Indigenous and multicultural players are um, understanding what's going on and trying to relay that to the boys and the club because that's the culture we're trying to build. And when he spoke to the Indigenous boys and Archie Smith um, of um, African descent, we kind of uh, w- thought that it would be great platform to talk to all the boys about how they're feeling about the the situation and all you know, black lives matter and what's been happening overseas and what's been happening here in australia for a long long time so we had that chat and the floor was open for all the boys to ask questions which which we did um we got to understand you know of, of the boys past and when they've been subject to racism and they still do to this day you know on social media and whatnot there's a lot of boys that haven't come out and called out these internet trolls that um that we didn't understand or didn't know about until they spoke to us about it so we, did, we just said, look, we, we can't attend the rally because obviously the, the quarantine restriction rules that we're under and we didn't want to um, tread on those toes of just getting the game back and then not being able to you know, play if someone got sick, you know, God forbid if someone got sick. So we uh, thought it'd be great to show our, um, our involvement and our appreciation for what everyone's going through in Australia and overseas by um, you know, bending the knee and, and uh, you know, having a little bit of silence for, um, you know, for us and the people that have been struggling as well. So we really wanted to go to the rally. Unfortunately, we, we couldn't, but um, I thought that was a great moment for us as a club and the players to bend together and show that we res- respect and we're with everybody else who's um, feeling the same way. So uh, it was awesome awesome to be a part of that. And, you know, I've seen some other clubs jump on board. They've been doing it too. So the AFL, the AFL culture right now is getting a lot better um, than it was. So I, I love seeing um, everyone get involved. So just in a bit of a change of pace, then I suppose looking ahead to round two, um, obviously Woo! it's really exciting games, really exciting games, man. I can't yeah. wait. I mean, obviously yeah. I've cleared my diary from Thursday afternoon through to, through to <laughs> well, you've been Sunday. busy, are you? You've been busy? Yeah, I tell you what, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to be doing anything between the <laughs> AFL and, and the other sports that are happening. I'll be watching it all. I'll be tuning in. But there's some yeah. good games. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. They've done Mate, tomorrow Travis night Hall has done a fantastic job. Tomorrow night we've got Richmond and Collingwood. What bigger game would you want? Absolutely. Like, and I think the, the one thing I am looking forward to in all of this though is is just how the TV broadcast does look because mm. the one thing that the NRL is able to do with have you been watching broadcast is yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah hundred yeah, percent yeah I've been I've been watching all the games and but but the one thing that I've always said and I've always believed this is the NRL is an easier product to broadcast because yeah, okay. you're able to film really <laughs> yeah. nice and tight like you barely see the stadium NFL, like you just see the ground. Yeah. You just I, you just see the play, and it's very difficult. Whereas yeah. in the AFL, I mean, you're, you're going to see the ball, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there so much. So how does that look like from a TV broadcast? I don't know. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't mind people- it. I didn't mind it. Like the, the fake crowd, I put out a tweet, and I actually had a 
it was actually very 50-50. Like, I didn't mind because once you – like, NRL is different because, as you just mentioned, you're watching just the play in the ground. You can't really see too much of the stadium, whereas mm. no shit on the NRL. Like, most games anyway, unless it's a big, big game, there's not many in the crowd regardless. But um, when I was watching, like, I literally thought there was a crowd involved. Like, the, the sounds were pretty authentic. Um, Brilliant. I don't, I don't know how they did it. It's actually pretty cool. But I just yeah. – I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty cool. And, like, I just, I just zoned out and forgot that there wasn't a crowd there. So – I don't know if they're going to do – are they doing it with AFL or not? They're going to put crowd noise in? Yeah, no, my understanding is they absolutely will. The, the NRL <laughs> have one person kind of riding the, the actual yeah, – you know, the game technician. and get it through. I, I do not know how they're going to be able to do it. I mean, the yeah. AFL is going to it's, – it's a harder game to broadcast with, yeah. with fake crowd noise. But, um, look, I, I mean, a lot of I'll people – I'll have to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow night. I'm not too – like, it's, it's – it's, as I mentioned before on a podcast, like, it's it's most – Awkward thing playing in front of no crowd. Like it just takes you like twelve years been playing in front of crowds. So the last time I did yeah. was probably under 18s at the MCG in a or oh, I think it was Eddie had back then. Playing in front of no one for under 18s, just like coaches and um, recruiters and stuff in the crowd. That was the last time. So round one was a bit of a shock, but I think a lot of yeah. teams will definitely learn from that experience and going forward, like to make your own excitement and celebrate your little wins that you have in the game. Like if someone has a big tackle you're going to hear the, you hear the boys all going, yeah, fucking great tackle, rubber, all that kind of yeah. stuff, or <laughs> great goal, like more exaggeration, I think, because that gets teams going yeah. and it kind of deflates the other team. So um, it was pretty funny after the, after the round one against Hawthorne, I nearly shanked one out in the full and I was like, come back in, land back in on the ground. Everyone was kind of tweeting me off the game because like, you can just hear everything. So I don't know if you're going to be able to hear more of the players, but I actually did appreciate hearing a bit of the players on the mics and like, you know, close to the umpires and hearing a lot of the chat was going on. I think that was a bit of an insight to how much talk is actually on the field. But I don't, I'm looking yeah. forward to it to see tomorrow night. It's going to be a big game and you know, you, you'll pick up a few things. Absolutely. Well, I, th- I think I think it actually gives us all a chance to appreciate some of those other intangibles that you don't pick up. You know, well, when the Hodgie a, thing, a, a, man. When Hodgie got mic'd up, that's probably the best thing I've ever seen. Like in terms of um, yeah. internal access, watching game, like watching a great of the game, play footy, and that's what he's known for is his vocal ability and um, setting up structures and stuff. Like when he got mic'd up, that was ridiculous. So I know, hopefully, can do some more of that stuff. Absolutely, and there's so many players that I'm looking forward to obviously watching this weekend, but one, of course, is none other than Harley Bennell, who looks yes. like he'll be playing. We got named today. We got named today, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we're obviously recording this on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, uh, and we, we have seen the story come through that he is in the team. So, it's fantastic for him. I mean, obviously, I remember watching him kick six goals against Geelong uh, all those years ago, and, um, you know, just, just seeing the talent he is, obviously understanding what he's gone through. Uh, you're obviously, you know, mates with him as well, and I think, uh, I think we're all just looking forward to seeing him play. I was speaking to him in the off season, so I was talk- I was obviously talking to him about um, there was no, no real bites when he was uh, talking about getting picked up, and I've kind of you know messaged him and asked what's his deal, how's he going, how's the calf and stuff, and I spoke to the spoke to the Brizzy Lions about it, and um, it, it would have been tough for him to get picked up from somewhere else if it wasn't from Melbourne. So they they showed some faith in him. Um, if you're gonna say um, silver lining about. Um, the COVID-19 and having extra time off, this has worked in his favour for sure, um, being, being ready for round two. So they've, they've rolled the dice with him and, and it's paying off. So I just tweeted actually just before he did the podcast that um, hopefully we get to see the best of Harley Bennell because he's an absolute superstar when he's up and running. So I know mm. what he's been through personally and the, the struggles he's had in his life and um, obviously having a, a baby um, last year is really put life into perspective for him. So hopefully we see the best of him and uh, good luck to him. That's for sure. 
Absolutely. No, I mean, you, you look at some of the vision of him at training at the moment it's and geez, ridiculous. he looks good. He looks clean. His touch looks incredible and he looks fit, you know, and I think. Oh, he he his quads. Up. Harley, you've been doing leg weights yeah. for once in your career. Good job. Yeah. He, uh, he looks, he looks in good nick. So I think we're all looking forward to that, which is fantastic. What else are you looking forward to in round two? <sighs> Obviously our game. That's a, that's a pretty big thing to be looking forward to, but um, I, I am honestly looking forward to playing. I feel like a caged lion, beg the pun. Um, we just started contact last week, so I've got a few corkies in the biceps and the arms and warming those shoulders up. So I've been, I'm feeling like I'm ready to go. And most of the boys are, as I mentioned before, we've only got one in our rehab list. Um, so mm. everyone's fit and firing. And we owe, we owe Frio. You can take this and yeah, run with it, yeah. do what you want, but we are. Um, they beat us by a point last year. My boy, Sonny Walters, kicked a bloody point on the siren, which was devastating, but... Um, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, it's, you know, we really have to have a crack these next four weeks because we've got home games. Um, we're playing against some great opposition, and uh, what, what better what better way to start off the second? Oh, I was about to say second half of the season, but to start the rest of the season off with a yeah. with a few big games. So we're looking forward to it, man. It's it's ridiculous how how this whole year's panned out so far, but um, it's going to be a good one. Absolutely, and we've seen in, in sort of recent days that the talk about there to be a potential WA hub yeah. um, after the first four rounds. So that's obviously going to be something to, to watch um, over the over the coming weeks. You know, it, it looks as though after the first four, maybe even five rounds, obviously the WA teams will fly back. They they uh, came to the Gold Coast uh, yesterday, I believe yep. they arrived to the Gold yep. Coast yesterday, so they're actually staying about five minutes down the road. So uh, great, down that great resort, facility. Eh? Great resort, great facilities. I'm sure they're going to be well looked after there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, you know, there's, there's every potential for WA Hub. So, again, I think the, the great thing is everything's moving very quickly. I mean, we're going to be very flexible. And, and you know, by round four, there, there's every chance from how things are planning out that we might have 25% capacity at the Gabba, uh, potentially even more as the season rolls through. So, uh, mm. you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how crowds could potentially form in Queensland over uh, over the coming weeks. Are the crowds tomorrow night? Uh as far as I know, there's potentially... I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of chat. Eddie Maguire was coming out today saying, like, apparently the presidents are allowed to go, but he's like, why wouldn't, um, uh, you know, the fans and those guys be allowed in? So I've been seeing yeah. that there's going to be, you know, thousands next week or whatnot, and then at the grand final, they want all the, all the fans to fill the stadium. It's going to be a Sunday night grand final. I've seen all this kind of stuff, so I'm just kind of getting, getting my head around the fact, obviously just focusing on this weekend, but... Um, there's yeah. a lot of things that still happen in this game and it's going to be crazy. Obviously, we're still using the 16-minute quarters with time on um, and we've seen a lot of rules potentially coming in, but I don't know. I feel like this is going to suit us and we're going to get um, you know right stuck into it, so I'm excited to see what happens. Well, well th- things are just moving so quickly on the crowd front. I mean, this time last week, I was, I was sitting down with uh, Tony Cochran, the, the chairman of the Gold Coast Suns, and uh, you know, seven days ago, they, they couldn't forecast, you know, there'd be potentially thousands of, of people through the gates. And, and if there were going to be crowds, obviously, how do you disperse who's mm. who's allowed in? So uh, there's, there's so much to weigh up because I think, um, you know, there's certainly staff that have been stood down that, that you'd love to be able to allow them to come back and, and get a bit of a sense of, of football. There's members, there's corporates yeah. that have stuck by. I mean, how you... How you determine who gets through the gates is going to be a very difficult challenge, but hopefully it's a good headache that the game will have. 100%, 100%. What else we got? Is that it for today? For the 
think that's I think that's our list. I think that's our list sort of running through. So there's a, there's obviously going to be a lot to talk about after this weekend, which would be fantastic. But going into this weekend, I'm looking forward to to having footy back. I'm looking forward to seeing you run around to see how things sort of <laughs> played out on that front too. And uh, of course, it was your birthday on the weekend, so happy yes, birthday! Yes, be 31. I'll take that every day of the week. Who would have thought Robbo sees 31 and still playing on AFL? Yeah. Absolutely. No, it was good. No, I got, I got a little bit of sport. I couldn't go out and do anything, obviously, or have anyone over. But um, Emma made it a very special day. Um, you know, had the breakfast in bed, coffee. Then I streamed um, Fortnite for a little bit and then um, had movie night. So uh, I got looked after. I got uh, some new earrings, got some jocks, some socks, the essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. But there's one thing I think we should do. We should do our tips for the week. How about that? Yeah, all right, let's do it. We'll do our tips. And if you're watching this, put in your tips too because I'll give away um, an AFL Evo 2 key for PS4. So uh, the closest two will win. So we'll have a crack. So first game we have Richmond Collingwood. Uh, I'm going to go Collingwood. I'm going to go Richmond. Um, Geelong versus Hawks. Uh, Cats, Hawks. I'm going to go with the Cats. I think the Cats will um, get Definitely GMHPA, the cats. <laughs> yeah, GMHPA Stadium. I'm, about I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna... About that. They got their wish, didn't they? So they're playing all their home games at GMHPA. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. So obviously, depending be. on how crowds could obviously service throughout the year, they, there could be a bit of potential for finals to be played at GMHPA Stadium wow, this year. So imagine that. Um, it, it's going to be a very, very interesting year for Geelong. Um, yeah. But uh, I think... Being at GMHPA Stadium this weekend against the Hawks, I don't think the Hawks would know directions to GMHPA Stadium. So, <laughs> and uh, that's you know, a- you know what the best thing has been during this whole time is like a lot of the social media teams have been a lot ballsier with what they've been saying, and I love the the banter they've been producing. It's been cool. I've, I saw Geelong put up a, a road maps to say, look, they this do. is how you make it down the highway. This is how you get here. So, I love those little uh, those little um, little nigs and stuff at other other opposition teams. That's actually really cool to see. They've been uh, they've been on fire the yeah. uh, AFL social media yeah. departments. So uh, absolutely, no, not bad, not bad. Next game, but, uh, Brisbane Lions versus Fremantle Dockers. That's uh, obviously a giveaway. We are both choosing Brisbane. You don't have a say in that. Uh yeah, let's go Brisbane. No yeah, worries, yeah. let's go Brisbane. Well, this is a big That's... one. We got the the Blues versus the Demons at Marvel Stadium. I'm gonna go. Who are you gonna pick? Who are you gonna pick? I want to choose my my old boys, but I think Melbourne. Um, we'll get them because they, they've seen like they're up and running, not many injuries. Um, they're looking for a big year in 2020. I think this is a great way to start the, the rest of their campaign. I'm going Carlton. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. Woo! That okay, that's where we're going to win or lose. Uh, we have yeah. Gold Coast Suns, your old mob versus West Coast Eagles at Metricon. Uh, they're paying $6.05. Good value. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, Chuck I'm thinking the Suns I think that I think that I think the Suns could just sneak home. I reckon they might sneak on at Metricon Stadium. So uh, you never know. They Sunnies. could rock. That you never. Are you actually? It's not as easy as it sounds. We we you know we jumped West Coast last year in round one, um, especially in a hub. I think it might be tough early days. So we'll yeah, see how we just, go, just the, the the preparation. If you're ever going to get West Coast. Uh, it's it's when they're in a f- hub that they're not sleeping in their own beds. Uh, they've 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 obviously got the prep that they have going into this weekend. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here and pick the Sunnies. I'm staying West Coast Eagles comfortably. Um, comfortably. They yeah, are. Yeah, let's just say that like get them on a third week. Of, on a limb. Get them on a third week of the hub. That's where you might get them. But I I say they're actually gonna they're gonna be they're gonna, Tim Kelly. 
Our boy Tim Kelly, I can't mm, go past yeah. that. He's been on the podcast. Yeah. He's looking amazing. And West Coast yeah. with ease. Uh, next game, Absolutely. we've got the showdown. And they've got a 1,000 members coming to watch their game, right? Yes, they do. They do. So, no, got, home uh, game. Who is it? Who's the home game is it? Uh, I believe... I want to say, say it says Port Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide's home game. Yeah, so... um. I'm going Port. Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going Port. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. think. Look, I think Port are a team to watch this year. I mean, I, I think they've, um, they've, uh, they've been building towards something uh, for for a number of years now, and I think, I think Ken Inkley is a great coach. I know the, I know he's under pressure, sort of coming into this year, but I think he's a great coach, and I think he's at under some pressure point every that, year for some reason, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, look, I think you know there's been some factors that have gone against him, but I reckon they could be one to watch this year, and I think Port. You know, probably sort of yeah. win the showdown. Yeah, we played Port in the preseason. They looked, they looked the goods. They've um obviously got a new game plan. It feels like a, a newish game plan, and some some of the players playing in the right positions. I think they're going to be um pretty good this year. And Adelaide Absolutely. Crows, like I love seeing them punch each other up. That was uh, it was really cool. Uh, I wish we could do more yeah. than Lions, but it's frowned upon here. But um, hopefully that fire in the belly is there for them because they're a good team. They got some good players. Um, but yeah, Port by me. Absolutely. We have now we've got the Giants GWS, and yep. North. Yep. Um, Giants, Giants and Giants. North. Mate, Giants are the Rolls Royce of yeah. the competition. Like, they got flogged mm-hmm. in the granny. They want to make an impression this year. I don't see them losing too many games, to be honest, this year. They're, they're going to come out firing. Um, even, yeah, though, even, though, even though I love North Melbourne, the way they play the footy, um, Jen Anderson, Ben Cunnington, Jack Zeeble, a few of my favourite players in the league. Um, yeah, the Giants are just too smooth, man. Yeah, oh, I, I can't I can't back against them at this no. stage. I'll go with GWS. Yeah, okay. We've got Sydney and Essendon at SCG. Uh, this is hard to pick. This is a hard this one. Really hard. Yeah, I I um I was just sort of looking ahead there trying to think who I would go between Sydney and, and Essendon. Um I'm uh, being at the G, I'm 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 gonna go Sydney. The SCG, yeah, that is. Yeah, so SCG. I'm thinking like the Gabba. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going the Bombers. I'm going the Bombers. I actually rate rate uh, where they're at at the moment. Sydney with no mm. buddy. Um, I've been seeing talks of Isaac Heaney's next buddy, which is not something that I can mm. see forecasting happening. But I oh, know I like Essendon. Um, I think they're, they're going to have a big year this year, so I'm going to tip Essendon for that one. And the next game is probably just as tough to pick, to be honest. Yeah, Saints, St Kilda Saints, versus Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. I'm going to go Western Bulldogs. I think they've got more synergy. Um, St Kilda may take... A few weeks to get their um, list together in terms of you know building mm. the connections and stuff with the new players that got in there, um, but I yeah I see St Kilda rising up the ladder this year. I, th- I just think the Bulldogs are already set and they didn't have a great round one. I think they're going to be ready to go round two. You know I think they could be a team who um, similar to us that had um, a few little conks in our thing, um, especially with the crowd scenarios and stuff. I think they're going to come out and have a crack. Absolutely, I uh, I think there was probably no team that had a better uh, trade period last year than St Kilda. Yeah. Um, back him in to get a uh, an early win here, so I'm oh. going to go with the Saints. Well, there you go. Well, that's uh, something that we might shit out every week. I think that's a little cool thing. Um, if put in your comments section on YouTube, uh, or tweet at us at Rip Thrill, um your tips. And if you do win, I just said before, you get an AFL Evo two key for PS4. So. That's us for today. Shawnee T, thank you so much for making time for me. Um, Apologise for not getting back to you um, on Messenger, Instagram. Leave me on scene. Yeah. On scene, all that shit. It's like signing my DMs and then nothing happened. But we're back. And that's all that matters. We're back every week. Every week. Nah, it's always good to chat, man. It's always good to see you. I'm looking forward to 
again being able to come up there very soon and be able to do this in person it's uh mate it's 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 exciting man footy's back footy's back love it all right thanks johnny t exclusive insight thank you mate appreciate your time peace